At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. All right, we'll just uh, bullcrap talk just for a second so I can get a sure. level on everybody and uh, right. get rolling. Yeah, hey there. How's your mom and ma'am? <laughs> Perfect, I think we're good. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Porch Salt. This is your host, Alan, and today I'm with Cody Ray and James Bradshaw from Pony Bradshaw. And guys, y'all just came down from a 80-degree difference change. Yeah, yeah, uh, Wisconsin, it was negative 22 a couple yeah. days ago, and here it is, 60 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's that like, man, just kind of being on the road, and especially like this time of the year, with just how dramatic the weather can be? Well, we just went through the polar vortex, you know, that was pretty strange. It's and we white-knuckled mile after mile. <laughs> I rolled up with just a denim jacket, too. Thankful uh, to our host in Iowa. They gave me a jacket and a coat to wear while we were there, so. Yeah, that's true. Day day one up in the up in the great white north, yeah. <laughs> Some uh, our, our host was like, what are you... What do you, what do you, is this all you have? I was like, yeah, that's all this dude brought. <laughs> she said, I think I have some in my closet. Let me see what I can find. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a woman's jacket, but it's real big, so it looks all right. Yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> looks don't matter when it's cold. No. It doesn't. You're just trying to stay warm. So guys, just kind of growing up, originally, where y'all from and what was that like? I was born in Mississippi, actually. Biloxi. Oh, wow. Down south. Yeah, on the coast. Grew up in East Texas and... You know, I played baseball and joined the military, got kicked out of the military, moved to College Station, Texas. I went to about 10 colleges, <laughs> failed at all of them. <laughs> then I got married and ended up in Georgia and uh, started writing tunes. Met this guy in Chattanooga, actually, yeah. about five years ago, right? Yeah, a little more even, probably. Yeah, but we didn't play together then. No, we were just both kind of doing the same scene. Of just like playing open mics, yeah. but I grew up. I'm from Memphis, and then grew up in Northeast Arkansas. My family moved out there, and moved back to Memphis when I was a teenager, and then ended up going to school in Chattanooga. And that's kind of I had moved from playing more band oriented, kind of heavier music, and then started playing. Got kind of into the singer songwriter thing, and met James uh, at those open mics. 
Okay, and it was open mic nights up in Chattanooga? Yeah, yeah, yeah a place called The Camp House. Um, they're doing it now, but it's kind of turned... It's kind of cool because James and I were both part of what I would consider, like, the original... Like, they had just started doing it at this one location, and it was, like, me and my good friend John Williams, and then Craig and, and James, Craig Pratt, who used to play with Pony Bradshaw, and James would, would go do their songs, and so we kind of knew each other through that, and... Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. Now it's become more of like a singer-songwriter shootout, and it's a whole different world there in Chattanooga with the camp house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I miss those old days. But yeah, it's me cool. too. So, like, just getting together and meeting each other, y'all were just both kind of there and just yeah. Yeah, and then, like what the other one was doing. Yeah, and then it, I needed a band recently, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, I think you were the only dude I knew. You know? <laughs> no offense. It worked but, out for me. Yeah, it worked out. No offense. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> just kidding. I didn't choose it. It's a slim pickings. It worked out really well. Though. Yeah, yeah, it works, yeah. Out, it works out fun. I was actually up in Indiana when he called me. My wife was going to Purdue, and, and I was like, ah, yeah, I'd, like we had reconnected like probably six months or a little more before that. Just on, uh, like, I think you followed me on Instagram or something, and I and I reached out to you. We, like, went back and forth. But I remember, I think he, just before we reconnected, the um, LR Bags videos had come out from mm-hmm. Americana Fest. And so when you reached out and I, I looked up your stuff, I was like, holy shit, this dude's killing it. This is mm-hmm. great. And I was like, man, Craig's got an awesome, like, an awesome on guitar. Like, this is beautiful. And then, and then like, we were just kind of reconnecting as friends. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Six months passed, and he was like, "Hey, I need a guitar player." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The rest is history, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the rate I'm going, I mean, I might have a new one in another year, right? Look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get trying to make time, him right? get uncomfortable a little bit over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, just in the past, man, you've played here at the Sunstroke. Yeah. Yeah. We played. Uh, when did we play here last? Though? Uh, May. May, yeah, May, of 2018. But mm-hmm. before that, it was, I think it was like winter of 2017. Okay, one of the first few, and and that was you and Craig. That was me and Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember how it happened though. Uh, Jamie, I, don't, I have no idea how it happened. And so, just kind of getting back on the music, uh, just for both of you, how did um, how did you get into to songwriting, and what were some of the influences that really got you into playing guitar and writing music? Hmm, yeah. Well, I picked up the guitar and songwriting a little late. You know? I was like 25, I think, 24. But, uh, you know, I think like Towns, Van Zandt, and Guy Clark, those guys like wrote really good songs, and mm-hmm. I wanted to write like them. I never sang like them, but I used to attack writing a song kind of the way that they would preach how to do it. So that was a big influence of like learning how to write a song. Mm-hmm. But like uh, unconsciously, you know, I grew up in the '90s, so melody and stuff like that's important to me. And I loved R&B and rap when I was a kid too. Sure. So I don't really know. It's a amalgamation of all that stuff. Yeah. But NXT. Yeah, yeah, Warren G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, songwriting. Yeah, I would say it would be Townsend Guy. But then you know, like singing and stuff. I love David Ruffin and. Sam Cook and all that, but I know one of the things that you and I connected on when we started kind of doing this together was was like Southern Lit, big yeah, uh, books. They had books, and like we, one of the first things that we talked about, we talked about Dennis Johnson, who's a writer who's passed away, 
Um, Larry Brown, who's passed away. Larry Brown's from Oxford, Mississippi. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I was aware of Barry Hanna, but then he put he made sure that I picked up a Barry Hanna book and read that. Actually, bought it in Oxford. Barry mm-hmm. Hanna's also from Oxford, and he's passed away too. So, but like those those Southern writers that really talk about real life, but like kind of the darker side, where it's mm-hmm. not sure. it's not a, a you know black hat and a white hat. It's not like a good guy bad guy. It's like everybody's a little bit of both. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We, I, I read more than I listen to music these days. You know. So yeah, I, I saw just some previous posts on your social media that there yeah. was a lot of books that kind of are yeah. listed three that were a big influence. On yeah, that, that was uh, I, I read and reread those maybe during the time of the making of this record. And that's so. actually a contest going on through Rounder, yeah. the record label that we're on. That and I, I thought it was pretty cool when he reached out to me about it. It was just like, hey, they're wanting to do this contest. I thought that was a great way as personal to what James is interested in as far as like showing literature as opposed to just like just musical influences, mm-hmm. but how important that is yeah. as to him and as to us as a band, I think it's yeah. important. It's very important. Yeah. And so just as, as years have gone by and you know, y'all been on the road and traveling and doing different shows and different places, what about uh, family and friends and the support? Extremely supportive? Or? Oh yeah, man, it's... Uh... It's crucial, really, you know. He's married, and I'm basically married. And uh, without that support from our, you know, our partners, it just doesn't work. But I, I have kids, too, so I, I do work around it. I, I don't schedule any shows or tours around when I have my, my boys. Mm-hmm. So it's tougher being an older dude. I'm 38, you know, so it's a little bit tougher to figure out and how to maneuver through it, but we do it, and we just move on. Don't worry about it what we might be missing because we're at home with our families or whatever. Yeah, we have supportive partners for sure. Yeah. We were just talking about that as we were pulling in here today. Just yeah. having somebody who's like, you should do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's half the battle, man. Somebody believing in you. All right, and so um, with previous work and as you were, uh, I guess, cutting teeth into the music scene from Chattanooga up to now, mm-hmm. what's that experience like, man? Because I'm, I'm 28 and just now getting somewhat wound up in it myself. Yeah. And um, what was that like taking chances and when you first started going out in different cities and trying to go and are people going to come? Do they, are, do they know who I am? Or? Oh, that's still part of it. You know, I didn't really think about breaking into the business when I started playing music. I didn't even know there was business or any of the ins and mm-hmm. outs. You know, I just, just loved to play and sing. So it wasn't really hard to go, hey, we're going to Charleston, me and Craig back then. Uh, they're only gonna pay us fifty bucks and some beer, you know. That used to be like, yeah, well, let's do it. It's perfect. Know? But now yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't want the beer. I can buy a few beers. I want a normal paycheck because this is my job. So it's changed a lot since the beginning stages. You know, mm-hmm. I was willing to do about anything, and now it's it's not like a lot that. more about budget plans. Budgets, and... yeah. It's super rock and roll, oatmeal and yogurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's to to me like whenever we go out and we do stuff, it's. It's still so cool to to finish playing a show and then and then talk to people and have them be like, oh, like I've got this demo from years ago, yeah. or uh, like we like for instance we played after we played Sunstroke last time we went out to California and we played in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had there were multiple people who drove like over like two hours 
to come see us in Phoenix. Wow. And and in the west, you know, on the west side of the country that mm-hmm. we never like we don't ever go out there. It's our first time out there. Yeah. And to have people who are like, I heard about you guys on NPR like all these years ago and mm-hmm. like and I knew I heard y'all were playing here, had to come. And like to have that even if it's just one or two people. Yeah. Like it is it is so cool to to like finish a set, talk to somebody, have that story and it's just like, okay, where's the next place we're going? Let's do this thing. You know, so even if it's like a small group of people, but people coming out to see us that like wanna listen to the words. Yeah. Sunstroke's a great example of that, of like last time we were here I left here like this is my favorite show. Yeah. You know, fifty, sixty people packed into a room, but everybody listening and everybody excited about what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's this one thing that's really stood out about here, just being able to sit down and talk with artists before yeah. the shows and kind of talk about the atmosphere here. It's it's great, it's, yeah. It's it's a special place. Yeah. And not saying it's 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 the only thing like this, but it is it's yeah. extremely unique. It's probably nice to have in this kind of small It really is. Because, yeah. I mean where we are, um, geographically, I mean you have Tuscaloosa of the West and Startwell the East and yeah. then Oxford up north, so there's college towns all over the place. I mean, yeah. And then we have the W here, but I really still don't really consider this place a college town. Yeah. There's not a draw for a lot of music to come yeah, here. Not, sure. Not a lot of venues. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly like on the path to like a, a bigger city. Right. You know? We we had a good experience up in up in Davenport, Iowa. There's a great scene up there in the Quad Cities. Um, into, I think anytime we get into a place where we're not having to fight people talking and just being like. I don't give a shit about what's going on stage. Like, I'm here to drink beer and be in this bar. Mm-hmm. But instead to have people who are like, I came here to see music. I came here to be a part of this this experience right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there were moments up there the other day, and it's like that here too, where, like, we stop talking, and it's silent. Because everybody's like, I'm here Hold for this. Yeah. yeah. And, like, to me, there's no better experience for somebody... like. Both James and I are songwriters before anything else. Like, we, we love that environment. So, like, when people are there, like, I want to know what they're singing. I want to know, like, how they're going to sing it. Is it different than last time? Like, people mm-hmm. who care. I don't know. For me, there's no better feeling yeah. than that. That's nice. And just so, like, with some of the lead uh, work that you do, where did that come from and how long have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing guitar for a long time. Um, yeah. Little Cody was playing back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, Streets of Memphis. Well, like I like I said before, like we're both songwriters, so whenever I'm playing with him, it's about like what's serving like the like the movement of the of the vocal melody, what's serving the mood of the lyrics, like what like what matters to the actual song, not like what can I do in this space. It's like what does the song say mm-hmm. needs to be done. So I think like between us putting our heads together, it's always like we were sound checking in Iowa the other day and like I did a, a particular voicing of a chord and he was like ah that's that confuses my my ear whenever I'm trying to sing let's change that so it's all about like what is going to give the right warmth the right texture around sure. what's happening yeah it was nice it was a beautiful little melody that <laughs> just confuses me while I'm singing you know yeah but that's the point is like it maybe what, takes away a little bit too totally and and that's and that's the conversation and and honestly like it takes my mind back to to writing fiction or to reading fiction when you're looking at like it might they're all it's all good but you got to go what's the best like what fits what works like mm-hmm. what's happening like is is this happening at the right time yeah. you know so on and so forth and uh yeah we like to nerd out about all that stuff for sure we do yeah we like to have conversations about it and and none of us like take things personally so it's sure you know it's it's easy to just like 
that's not working. Okay, if I feel strongly, I'll fight for it. But then, but then usually it's like, all right, you know, let's have an argument about it and then decide what's the best decision for it, you know. Yeah. Alright, so played the Dade Shutter, then turned around and played at the Raccoon Motel. Yep. Um, I've heard a lot about Raccoon Motel and the cat that owns it. He does uh, festivals and yeah, yeah. He started Dade Shutter back in the day, years ago. I'd say fifteen, maybe. Huh? Yeah, he's super cool. Then he sold it to Paste, you know, that magazine. Or he he did a thing called Molar Mondays, Gas Feed and Seed. Uh, What's that barn show called? Um, Codfish, Codfish Hollow Barn. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a new venue opening up. Uh, it's called Rust Belt. And Bon Iver is opening up the inaugural show. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah, it's like 4,000 4, seater too. Yeah, It's a big one. $55 cool. ticket. So, uh, and yeah, he's always opening up things and he succeeds in all of them. And there, there are few people that deserve to do that more than Sean, though. Yeah, yeah. He's making moves all the time, man. He's good. He's well, a good dude, too. Being in a city like that, you understand that like there are people like Jamie, like Sean, in these places that are going, like, we're going to bring music, mm-hmm. we're going to bring people here. Like, who who thought about the like Quad Cities in Iowa? Yeah. But that, then, that's my thing is like when I when I see like I had Soren um, a month ago mm-hmm. and she left here to or she had just come from Davenport oh, yeah to be with Sean and and here and it was like well y'all just came from there yeah. I was yeah. like man there's something special I'm about telling that. you like it was negative temperatures outside <laughs> and there were like between thirty and forty people at, at a bar at, yeah. like at a bar negative like temperatures outside <laughs> like like that's mind blowing to me yeah. that yeah. like that people were still like. You know what? I'm still gonna go out and go be a part of this. Yeah, and and then to like be totally into it and there and just... yeah, he's he's changed the culture and the thinking of how people. He makes them believe that they need to go out and see a show and it's gonna make your life better. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and I mean it's true, but he's found a way to make them understand that. Yeah, you know, found a great way to express it. Yeah, yeah. James Jamie's doing the same thing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. People come to the shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, the pool, man, like, I know just the last show, it was folks coming from Starkville. Not saying that's a long haul, but yeah. Starkville has a little bit more entertainment than we have. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then there's people from Alabama, from Tuscaloosa coming over. Yeah. I mean, it's like, pulling, that's a pretty yeah. big deal. Yeah, it is. I, but I love meeting people that want something more than just entertainment. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, our scene is, that's what we care about, is, like, like come, like, be a part of this, not just, like... I want to listen to someone play like these Leonard Skinner songs I've heard before. You're right. Yeah. You know, which is what you know. Any any bar gig is just entertainment. Mm-hmm. We could get rowdy too, but you know, it's like a thoughtful rowdiness. <laughs> thoughtful rowdiness. <laughs> consider the rowdy. Yeah, consider. We worked it out. Yeah, yeah. It has intention at least. Totally. Yeah. So like, why y'all are at the day Shredder? I, wor- I watched the the recording y'all had the mm-hmm. Facebook Live and all that. It seemed like. I may be completely wrong, but it seemed like 10 by 10 when y'all started up, you were, it was a little bit different than what I had heard. On the record? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I we mean, played, as a duo, and even now live, as a full band, we played a little different than that. Yeah. 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 A little yeah. slower, a little just different. Just whatever well, and, you and I didn't play, I didn't yeah. play on the record. That was, that was Jed Hughes played on the record, and, yeah. and, uh, and it was, it's, that's to me one of my favorite things about music is imagining it differently depending yeah. on who's playing depending on how we're doing it mm-hmm. and and so yeah like when when I joined the band we we put together 
um, a rhythm section, which is Daniel Nelson and Ivan Garcia, and they live in Chattanooga. And so to have like us as a four piece, like we reimagined all the songs to fit how we do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then James and I have toured quite a. We've toured a lot more as a duo than we have as a as a four piece. And mm-hmm. so we have Easier our ways of money. doing it. Do what? Easier to make money that way. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's just more sustainable yeah. and because it is tougher to pay four people than it is, you know, for mm-hmm. two people to go out and be sustainable. Um, so we've worked out, we spent a lot of time playing shows for people just as two. Yeah. So, yeah, it will sound different for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it, a lot of those tunes, 10 by 10, it, it sounds different than the first time I recorded it, too. I mean, you haven't heard that one. It was on a little record that we made, and one I told you we had to shelve. Yeah. After we signed with Rounder to work on this new record. So they're they're different, you know. 10 by 10 was like one of the songs that we were trying to fit into this record that's coming out. That Did it, it not really fit at it first? It kind of was similar to like Bad Teeth okay. like, and BPMs, you know. Somebody said my heart beats at the same <laughs> BPM and I write songs like in the same tempo a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do, so we got to rework them and figure them out, you know. Yeah. Because I, if, if I sit down and play a song by myself, it's it's uh, highly likely that I'm going to play it in that tempo, you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, Cody play it like I probably want to play it, you know. Yeah. And then the record, we just had to make it a different animal, you know, which I like it too. I like alternate versions of all these tunes we like or yeah. play so yeah that was one thing that was really refreshing seeing that day trying and then being familiar with the recordings yeah like, i can't wait for tonight yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool see what's gonna happen and that so, was nerve-wracking though i ain't gonna lie yeah <laughs> in there was this not the first time you had done anybody. something like that well uh, it's not common that we do these in studio things and there's like no one in front of you and you're just singing dry in a room you yeah. know no headphones or you just hear what your the guitar's not plugged in mine's not so it's a, it's a strange feeling, but yeah, it sounded better than I thought it did in my head. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. I had a friend say he goes, "You guys were playing it like a whisper volume in there, weren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, basically, especially me on guitar. It's like every little move on that fretboard you're gonna hear because it's just like my guitar amp, James with his acoustic not plugged in. We can't hear the vibe of what's you know being yeah. heard. You yeah. know, li- and, and we could have. Yeah. yeah, we could have, but it was it. But I made a game time decision. Yeah, right? we we decided not to. And we you know we'd rehearse these songs sitting in a room just like that. But it's it's just it's very different because it's just like there are multiple cameras around you, and then and one guy that's kind of controlling the production, another person back on the mm-hmm. on the board, like engineering the sound, and then just sitting in there and just like, all right, we're doing this and it's going to be on the internet forever. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, and like I've, with another band, I've played Audio Tree live and been in other, (coughs) um, like in studio performances. You don't speak about other bands here, buddy. (laughs) But there, but (laughs) there's, but the point is, is like, there's a spectrum of like how even like in studio feels and sounds. Mm-hmm, sure. um, Cuz sometimes you'll have an audience in there with you and you're doing it in studio. Sometimes you won't it'll but this was like the driest just like sitting there. Yeah, buddy. And so it was nice to have like gotten through it. <laughs> That's, That's how we felt when we yeah. finished. When we finished we're like, "Let's move on," you know. Yeah. And then the next morning we were both just kind of like waking up and I was like, "Dude, listen back to it now. I I don't hate this." Yeah. And then yeah. he was like, "Oh, yeah, buddy. Sounds good, you know." Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was the intro of it, it's, it did kind of seem like y'all was trying to fill it out, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, so what's uh, what's down the road? What's after the sunstroke? Uh, 
if you can say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know really. I don't. We have some like little one-offs planned. Yeah, I'm not here and there. Playing Knoxville. Yeah, we're working on, on the... some more stuff for uh, March. But I know there's going to be another single. I'm not certain what it's going to be. There's a, options right now. Coming down to the wire on that and just building up, leading into the release of the record. You know, we'll tour that when we release that. And... We're looking at what, like early summer? Yeah. Late yeah. spring, early summer? Yeah. I don't really have a clue how that works. So sign with Rounder, and so when the tour kicks off, you'll be going on a tour with somebody from Rounder? Or? Well, I mean, it's a possibility, but yeah. the, the hope is always, as a band like us, is to hop on, you know, someone that has a, a nice following and, sure. you know, support. And kind of like is in our style. Yeah, so the, so the people coming to shows would more, they would like it, you know, maybe mm -hmm. based off of their taste on the, the headliner. So yeah, to support someone, you know, that it'd be great if it was someone we love. But hey, even if it's someone I've never heard of, I'm I'm down to do it. You know, mm -hmm. we I just I did a little solo thing. I, I'd much rather done full band, but it was only possible for solo. But I opened up for Social Distortion for a whole month. Oh wow! You know, in October, yeah, I went everywhere, and you know, it doesn't seem like we'd be a, a lot of light, but it was great. Fans were great too. So yeah. yeah, so something like that is what we're looking for then too. You know, yeah. But this time we'll have records to sell. You know, I won't play a show and then be like, all right, well, there's nothing there. So you I don't have anything for you. I can't remember you because I don't I'll have shake anything. all of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so having a record out is going to be it's gonna be nice, you know. Because explaining yourself after a show, nah, I don't got nothing you can listen to, sorry. Yeah. It makes <laughs> it really complicated. Yeah. We were talking about it on the on somewhere over the last couple of days. It's just like... It's like playing without a full deck of cards. Yeah. Like you're like you're trying to book these shows, and and because like we have some sort of like recognition in, in places we've been before, it's like we can get the shows. But it's still so complicated because like you you come in and it's just like good to see you again after six months. Like we'll see you again later. We have nothing to give you. Right. Like we have nothing to like. You don't have anything to listen to in between. Exactly. You know. It's Find like, us on the internet. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You can stream these two songs and. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so we're just, like, there's no, not necessarily, like, animosity or anything. It's just, like, so looking forward to having, like, all that and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a nice load off, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Back and you can breathe a little bit. And, I don't know. It's been a long, long road, man. It's been a long, I mean, short, but... <laughs> Yeah, but long. I mean, feels like. you've been working on Sudden Opera for going on two years. Because yeah. you were almost done with it recording-wise when I joined mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it's not you know a solid working on it for a year. You know, it's you do this and again. take a sure. break. But, but you know, from the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, yeah, I'm not that crazy though. Where I'm working on it every day for two years. You know, kind of nuts. That kind of leads into this. So just kind of on a day to day, when um, there's nothing lined up, it's uh, another day in Georgia, or uh, yeah, or an, another day in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, what's what's that look like on the daily? Oh uh, man, I wake up, make coffee. I'm a weirdo, and I like to vacuum. <laughs> I vacuum. I got to get everything situated. Then I sit down and I start writing and playing and reading. That's about it, really, until my girlfriend gets home from work. She works at the newspaper, and then, you know, then I start doing normal things. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes 
Cody come over, we'll rehearse, you yeah, know, work on like new that. stuff. Work on new stuff. Yeah, so. we've got a, a lot written for new stuff. Yeah, but I, my favorite, I love to just sit at home and write, man. If I could do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, this dude, I was over a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, man, I got, like, a lot of stuff for, like, another record. Like, like another, another record. <laughs> he was like, it's all this one, it's all this one style. And he's like, I'll play a couple for you. And, like, you know, I just sit there with the guitar and, and just start kind of feeling out stuff with him, and it's like, mm-hmm. This is totally different. All right, now let's hear it. Like, what do you got going on? But he just like he'll like open up like a little, um, like a little file case with like all these papers, and he's like, "I'm like, man, you go buy like special paper around it." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then you know, spread it out and just looking at like these lyrics with these chord charts of like what he's what he has, and just sits, you know, plays yeah, I'm into it. fountain pens now and certain colored inks, yeah. ox blood ink, yeah, the brown inks, <laughs> yeah, sepia tone. And I got notebooks called Record Two, Record Three, you know. Just and that's my it. favorite thing to do, though. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm ready to roll with that. But unfortunately, business and you know, commerce and stuff, it doesn't work. Like you just put it out when you're ready. It's you a know. different pace. It's yeah. a different pace. Yeah. yeah. Just, so it's it's just, good to bank them, put them up there. I guess. So is it fair know? to say you just sit at home and write your manifesto? Is that yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've written lots of different types of things. Manifest- I send you manifestos all the time. Oh, James right? Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the uh, Unabomber for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unablogger, maybe. Yeah. Unablogger. I don't blog, man. <laughs> well, I work at Guitar Center. That's what I need. <laughs> I have to make some money. So. Yeah, because I ain't giving I try, I try to get some. I try to get some local gigs and work with different musicians when I can. But uh, Yeah, he likes to cheat on me. I ch- yeah, I cheat on him every chance I get, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's, that's what my, my daily is. Just grinding, <laughs> working, working all day. <laughs> He's like, "What do you do this week?" I was like, "Bro, I've worked like, every hour, and then if I'm not at work, I'm working on music stuff." So, yeah, yeah, but I've been there before too. Totally, so, you know, I, yeah, I did longer than you, dude. <laughs> I'm older than you, and I, I worked at a flooring manufacturing place for ten years. I worked for customer service, then a claims analyst, and a financial analyst. You know. Mm-hmm. The worst. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, we heard something the other day. In order to become a full-time musician, you first have to become an unemployable yeah. non-musician. <laughs> and I think, I think that's where both of us are sort of. I mean, obviously James is already just kind of like full-time in this world, but like I'm like nearing the edge of like no longer employable. It's like I'm gone for this this tour and then another tour and then down the road another one. And they're yeah. kind of like, well. We'll get someone else to do your job. Unless you live like in a hub like Nashville, where you work bar shifts and stuff, you, you can't really keep a job. You know? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So that's why people probably move to those cities and stuff. But I can't do that, man. Yeah, kids and such. You know, gotcha. I don't want to though. So yeah. What about uh, other interests? Uh, sports? Y'all college football fans? Or this one is. Man, I actually just had a job. I quit it right before that October. Tour. I was a sports writer at the newspaper, so okay. Yeah, I, I grew up playing baseball in junior college and collecting stats. Yeah, I was a super weird stat dude, just making up my own stats too. You gotta do that sometimes. Yeah, in a little green yellow ledger book, you know mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, yeah, man, I love. Um, I was always an Arkansas fan, you know, but I don't have cable, so <laughs> we had to watch it a lot. I right. got Netflix and all that, you know, but. So I have been watching college basketball a lot lately because it's on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, 
He's going to try to convert me to being like a full-time Braves fan. Yeah, I'm trying season. to, yeah. You should, man. Yeah. No, should. I, I like. Look, he's, I, I told, he's a I told good time James, to jump in. You know? I told James recently. They're on the verge of. Yeah. The, I, I like sports. Back. I love. I I'm love not watching Donaldson. I mean, I was, but I don't know about that, man. I, don't, I hope he does good. You know. Yeah. Josh, oh, yeah. yeah. I like watching, but I tell him I'm like it's so far down on my priority list. I, I like I don't have the time or energy to like go after it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if we're on the road all the time and it's baseball season, like, sure. Yeah. Like yeah, I do I'm, the fantasy baseball, basketball, football. I do it. I do it on my phone. Yeah. yeah. I had Acuna and uh, Albies on my team. Oh man, yeah, he done all right. Yeah, I did. I, I think I got second place in my league. Yeah, yeah. sports ball, right, Cody? No, I, don't, I only said it to mess with you. I yeah, he gives me shit about liking sports. Yeah, only because he like really likes sports. I do. Like, really likes sports. I do. I'll do it. I could turn sports into like a nerdy thing too though you know it's not like yeah. just about being crazy you know what I mean no we have discussions about it I'm yeah. I'm super into like with baseball I love watching that dynamic between the batter and the pitcher and like that there's sort nothing of, like that in the world that, it's yeah. like a chess game it's like they're both mm-hmm. trying to watch and see what the other one is expecting what they're mm-hmm. not expecting and then the idea of like watching tape on each of those people like yeah. watching film on those folks is like fascinating to me yeah dude like, Maddox I, like, like Maddox. I love that I love soccer I love this sort of like chaos of one-on-one and team play. Mm-hmm. I think all that's so I like cool. watching soccer, like high school, uncovered for the newspaper, but, man, I ain't gonna lie, I barely knew what was going on, you know, like the rules and stuff. But it was, it was interesting. I was living down in Mobile, and um, the church I was at, they decided they wanted to start a soccer league. Oh, yeah. Like indoor yeah. or outdoor? Oh, outdoor. Okay. And it was for children. It was, like, from ages 5 to 12. Oh, okay. So three different leagues. Yeah. I asked my coach, and I was like, dude, I literally know nothing. Yeah. The The World Cup just was, and that's the yeah. extent of my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we're not soccer people. Yeah, most of us Americans, the World Cup's like, oh, oh, and then you Google it. Yeah. What, what's this? Like, yeah, well, offsides, huh? Yeah. What do you mean? This yeah. guy can't no. be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At this time, you can't shoot uh-huh. if he's there? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, you want to coach? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll help out. And so the whole time, it was like... Um, Kids asking questions, but like, yeah. let me get back with you next practice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will have the answer. But, yeah. yeah, it's always interesting, man. I've been involved with baseball all my life, and yeah. uh, coached basketball, and I'm a huge sports guy. Yeah. Lived down in Mobile for a time, and we hopped over to New Orleans all the time, go catch a Pelican game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Atlanta has uh, the soccer team that they just won the whatever. That's what I'm saying. It's know? brand new. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, two I mean, years old? That and hockey are becoming, like, the American. Like, people are so excited about it. Yeah, I watched when Nashville was in the, what, in the Stanley yeah. Cup. <laughs> yeah. 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 I watched that, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all caught this. Um, I was up around Memphis yesterday. I was just listening to the radio. I like talk radio sports. Mm-hmm. And a uh, guy had brought it up. He was like, so I'm pretty sure somebody just lost their job because – any hockey fan is absolutely upset with his cat. It was an analyst. Hmm. He felt the need to mansplain to his co-analyst. I don't know if he was aware of who she was. I wish I could remember her name. Oh, but she, she was a major analyst or something? She was an Olympian oh, Lord. at playing hockey. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, she made this comment right at the beginning, and it, it, was, just, it was just something to kind of break off into it. And he said, now look. The Penguins are in black. They're going to be on the right. Oh, Lord. This team, they're going to be on this side. Woof. Now, what they want to do is put... Yeah. So, we're not here to talk about, you know, the color of the jerseys. We're here to break things down. Holy smokes. And smokes. I was like, hmm, I wonder if you still have a job, yeah, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. 
What a moron. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> so, well, I, I hope she put him in his place, man. I, yeah. She didn't. She just let it go. She let oh, it go. Yeah. Oh, that's that's strong too. Just let <laughs> let that dude make a fool of himself. She's oh, like, everybody over here watching is gonna know exactly who I am. Yeah. Like, hmm. Dang, that's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you sitting right next to somebody that's like, yeah. I probably would have looked you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, for guess. sure. Like you're gonna be co-hosting your co- you know co yeah. like do it like commentating at the same time like yeah. there's yeah, a reason you're here go ahead and just check that wikipedia page brother yeah. and what's so bad is he's got like 30 40 years in the game should have known who she was yeah yeah <laughs> we're not going to talk about the color of their jerseys oh jeez. she's like i'm not you are right yeah. now though. you're the one doing it yeah <laughs> and so just as far as tonight man um and just far as i guess playing in general is uh these hours before uh, anxieties, nerves, or got anything kind of going on, or is it just kind of done it so much? It's just another day in the park, or well, it's both of those things. Sometimes I'm, I feel stressed. Maybe it's not about playing; it's just about sometimes the situations aren't as uh, low key as like here. You know, you got a room, you just go lay around. You know, sometimes it's there's not a green room. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there for four hours waiting to play, you know, and you got to go figure out what to do. Yeah. You always bring books with me, and I never, ever get to read, you know. I can't ever get calm in the zone to do things like that. So you just got to, It's you have to, like, flip a different switch when you hit the road and just become a different type of person, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to the time when we both are able to. Like, you always keep saying, like, that's going to happen. I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I have high hopes for it, but. Yeah. And, and it, it depends. Not every place is like here. Either. We've gotten lucky this run, actually, too. We started off in Iowa, and yeah. we stayed at a, a woman named Manisha house. She's like a, a host for folks to come in play yeah. raccoon. The local home. paper called her a tour angel. I think that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. She has a son named Nico, mm-hmm. and a daughter named Zara. Great people. I mean, we had a room, two days. room, everything you can imagine. Nice hospitality. We were there two days. Then we go to. Wisconsin. Got a jacket off of it. Yeah, I got a jacket, yep. We go to Wisconsin and we stay at the Refuge, which is an old monastery that's turned into a place for musicians. Yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. It's like it is an artist's refuge. Like yeah. there people that come and stay for six months and work on a book, work on an album, work on paintings. Like yeah. Wow. And yeah. and if you know like and the city subsidizes money to up, you know, keep it up and then Local musicians and different people connected to the music scene are like watching over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And then we come here, amazing. and we yeah. got our own rooms. And so this, this this run right here was it was nice, but it ain't always like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. not to mention everywhere we played, it's been full of people that like yeah. want to come listen to music, and mm-hmm. whether or not it's us, like it, they're they're gonna be like attentive and and sweet to anybody who comes through and cares about what's happening yeah. with their art. And that's not always the case. And those days when you know, you're like you set up in a venue and you're like, nobody cares. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and I that's... have to check myself and realize that we're part of something that's we're lucky to do this. You know what I mean? So, not that we should do it for free, but it's a it's a very cool thing to travel and sing songs for people. So mm-hmm. I got to check myself when I'm getting ornery. You know what I mean? Like, ah, buck it up a little bit and just. Drink a beer or something, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> calm down. Yeah, calm down. It's it's always once once you get up there and you're you're playing the songs and you can kind of lose yourself in that feeling, 
everything is good to go. Yeah, and, that's the good part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, the what, what well, the say? podcast I was listening to a podcast once. I think I think it was Joe Rogan, Sturgill Simpson, and Sturgill DMC. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson. He was talking about uh. All that the traveling in the car and on the in the van and all that. Load in, load out. Load in, load out. That's what you get paid for, you know. And he mm-hmm. said playing the show, that's free. That's yeah. the fun so part, that's yeah. so that's how I should look at it, you know, like this driving and waiting, that's what we get paid for, you know, playing. That's the easiest and the most fun part. So Yeah. The the lead in is I don't know. I mean it, it it is a little bit of both. I always feel some sort of nerves, but I, I'm I'm I understand those nerves now. You know, it's not uh-huh. like what's going on. It's like okay, it always happens. Yeah. But, but when there's, I, yeah, it it does depend on like what kind of venue we're in, what kind of crowd we're looking at happening. But, um, yeah, it's all, it, it's still always the it's best just like thing. Baseball, if you play, going out there on that mound or out in the field, it's adrenaline, it's nerves, it's all that same thing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I was a weirdo, man. I, I played baseball to my tenth grade year. Yeah, I, I take seventh and eighth off. I was a rebellious, but yeah. I was always more excited or more nervous, and I was a practice guy. Oh, yeah, Because when it came down to the game dugout, okay, once yeah. my time to bat, grab the helmet, get the bat, get out there and do our practice. But it was like practice is where I was. Most had the most angst. Oh yeah. And you know, talking to other people, it was like that's that's weird. That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing, dude. Yeah. That's like you would get more nervous in practice. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like that was the proving game. Because I was like, oh, I gotta yeah. get this position. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. I want that spot. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that could. I mean, but you're still basically like you're performing, like you're playing, and and because you're trying to be part of a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like that when we first started rehearsing, and and I was coming from Indiana to prove myself that I could do this job well and, mm-hmm. and play guitar with this band and it was like it was like stepping into that was more intense in the feeling of like playing for people who want to hear you play your music and they're excited about it because it's like you're going into it expecting criticism you yep. know when you're and that's the same thing you know going into play in your practices yeah yeah, yeah. I felt almost more under the radar during the practice of the game yeah. even, even though the stats and everything was on the line during the game yeah, yeah. If I can carry it through practice, I can carry it there. Yeah. yeah, and what's what's great? I think it's true with sports too, but with with us at least, like you know, we we finish doing a show, and the show always feels good when we when we when we leave it, and it's like it's there's we meet the line of of, of what we our standard is gonna be, mm-hmm. and then but we can still discuss later. Like we were setting up, and I was like, hey, those harmonies in that one tune that we that in Appleton when we played, like. How are you feeling about it? He's like, ah, you know, I, I, I don't really want it. So it's too much. I'm like, cool, let's let's pull it out then. But in, it's just like, let's try things. Every night we're going to play for different people, mm-hmm. try some stuff. And it's a little easier to do that as a duo because it's, mm-hmm. you know, we can kind of play. and Wheel and deal. You know, we were driving here. I was like, hey, in this song, like when we drop down, like let's do a little longer instrumental. Let's play with these ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, we can do that. It's a little yeah, tougher. Sure. As a full band, it's like, this is the show. Yeah. You know, start to finish is like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've... um. Just what little experience I've had. I've been in bands, like a four and a five piece, and then mm-hmm. I, we had a little two piece for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always liked that experience better just for prep time because, like you said, on the car to the way to the bar or wherever we were playing, yeah. we could talk it over. Yeah. And I felt like that we had we had played with each other enough that we had the camaraderie and we knew what each other were going to do. Totally. We could just talk it over. Yeah. yeah. But if a four piece, especially like when you get your drummer and your bassist involved, yeah. 
It's a little more intuitive. Yeah, it's different for yeah. sure. Most definitely, um, Jamie. That's that is one hundred percent correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I tell him all the time, like, just do your thing. If you confidently go somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow you. We'll be fine. Yeah. Just a follower. Such a follower. A loyalist. Yeah. All right, folks. Yeah. Excited to hear Pony Bradshaw this evening. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us, dude. Yeah, Thank you for sitting down on a porch talk, guys. Yeah. That'll do it. Thanks, man. Cool. All right, news and notes. Thank you, Jamie, again for setting all this up. And uh, Pony Bradshaw, that was a great show. Glad I got to catch it. Uh, if you weren't there, I hate you wasn't. Uh, I hope you get a chance to go catch him somewhere near you. I can't wait to see him again. Better Brands, thank you for continuing to support the Sunstroke House. And we had talked about getting the microphone back out and James and Cody playing us a song. And we just never did get back around to it. We just kind of spent the rest of the evening after the show just talking. So anyway, I had been kicking the idea around uh, for the idea for this song for a while. Finally, we sat down with it today. I had Andrew over here. He was doing some lead work for me. He had to go before it was time to record it. But here's a bare bones version of, uh, I think it's going to be called Under the Dogwood. Hard to make sense of what I did. Blurred lines in neon, breathing in old lust. Safe to say, I had enough. But that sorry dog, he always liked my things. him red-handed I guess diamond rings they don't mean anything empty vows and pretty lies shot from the heart that's where desire hides and she tell you love is dead but it lives in still frame rules inside my head Love isn't made or an item for sale It's under that dogwood Fresh dirt and bloodstained petals fell circles by candlelight found ourselves expecting 
piece of us die. Hands clenched, white knuckle. Why she tell you love is dead? But it lives in still frame rips inside my head. Now love isn't made or an item for sale. It's under that dogwood, fresh dirt and bloodstained petals fell. It's under that dogwood, fresh dirt and bloodstained petals fell. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.